The card read, To my bumblebee, happy anniversary with all my love, the stinger. The stinger? I read aloud, checking the name on the envelope. Sure enough, the card was addressed to Bumblebee. Mike had never called me that. In fact, in eight years together, Mike had never given me a nickname. And it was nowhere near our anniversary. We got married on August 1st, not in the second week of June. Cherry, honey, I think you got this delivery wrong, I called, chasing after her with the floral albatross. Cherry lived perpetually south of Buzzed, just drunk enough to avoid thinking about the fact that she'd been married to a very handsome asexual man for 20 years, but not too drunk to drive her delivery van. She looked over her delivery list and muttered to herself, Nope, it's right, she slurred. Right here, it says Rose Romance Special Deluxe from Mike Terwilliger to... Oh... This is supposed to go somewhere else. This is supposed to go here. She took an envelope out of her back pocket and handed it to me. She swayed slightly against her van and shook her head. Wait, no. Both of them are supposed to go... Where are they supposed to go, Cherry? I stuttered. Um... Cherry looked away from me, her eyes not quite able to focus anyway. Oh, for Pete's sake, I snapped and tore the billing envelope open. Mike was listed as the ordering party. Next to Rose Romance Special Deluxe, Cherry's assistant had scribbled, Terwilliger Office. My stomach clenched, ice cold. Somewhere in a rationalizing corner of my brain, I clung to the hope that maybe Mike was planning to bring those roses home to me this afternoon as a surprise and that he was planning on giving me the nickname Bumblebee. Oh, God. My husband was having an affair with a woman who called him the Stinger. And that's when it hit me. Bumblebee. Mike's receptionist was named B.B. Baumgartner. Sorry, Lacey. I'm so sorry, Cherry murmured, climbing into the van. She knew. Soused? Silly Cherry Glick had figured out my husband was having an affair before I had. Oblivious to the fact that my front door was standing open, I tugged my keys out of my pocket and ran for my Volvo. I tossed the roses into the passenger seat and, for some reason, took the time to secure the vase with the seat belt. The next thing I remember was sitting in my car outside Mike's new offices on Spring Street, watching through the picture window as B.B. answered phones. She'd worked for Mike for a little over a year, replacing old Mrs. Keach after the secretarial dinosaur literally died at her desk. I had a healthy respect for the sunny girl-next-door exterior God had given me, but B.B. scared me with her stunning good looks, the kind of fine features that made me feel like my face was drawn with a crayon. Her hair was so dark, it seemed to absorb the light around it. It fell in soft, careless waves around her face, the kind I was always aiming for but ended up with crazy blonde Shirley Temple curls instead. But I couldn't even complain that Mike only hired her for her face, or her perfect heart-shaped ass, or the boobs she was still financing. She was very professional, had excellent typing and filing skills, was great at handling the clients. She answered the phone with a smile on her face, and... 
She even made better coffee than I could manage. It was odd that Mike and Bebe seemed to be alone in the office. Mike had two accountants working under him, the Associates and Terwilliger and Associates. He complained that all they did was hang around the lobby, ogle Bebe, and plow through pastries. Still, it was possible they were out on client visits. I sat there in an idling Volvo, feeling very stupid. Nothing was going on. I'd been sitting there for 30 minutes, and Mike hadn't even come out of his office. I was about five seconds from hauling the roses inside, explaining Cherry's funny schnapps-fueled mistake, and having a good laugh with Mike when I saw him emerge from his office door. He grinned at Bebe, and she smiled back with a familiarity that sent a little twinge through my chest. I tamped it down, ashamed of my disloyalty. I told myself it was nice that Mike had found someone so friendly to fill the receptionist's spot.